And uh, I had Penuel, one of our pastor's son from Malaysia who lives in uh, St. Louis. He came and picked me up. Every time I go to St. Louis, he's always there to pick us up. And we have this routine. We will go to this particular restaurant to go and have some food. It's a routine. And uh, so we went to this restaurant and sat down. And while we're eating, I noticed there was this, this waiter that really was so attracted to us. And, um, you, you know, when you eat, you're observing, you're talking. And then I noticed that every time when I looked up at this guy, he, was, he had his eye on us. He was just so attracted to us. And then when we had finished our meal, we went to pay. And uh, I was at the cashier and I took it out of my wallet. And when I was paying, I noticed the same guy had run to the cashier to take care of us in the cashier's department. And obviously, the Holy Ghost told me, you've got to talk to this guy. So I started talking to him. I introduced myself. He told me his name. His name is Sri Nath. And Sri Nath is from India. And uh, it was an Indian restaurant, by the way. And uh, so Sri Nath, uh, we got to know him. While he, he's taking care of us in our billing, I asked Sri Nath, Sri Nath, would you like to meet maybe after you finish work today? His response was so quick. He said, yes. Yeah, I would like to meet, but the only catch is I will finish work at about 9.30. And by the time I go back and quickly shower, uh, it will take maybe about 10.30. I said, you know what? 10.30 is perfect because I'm in a meeting and it will end at about, about that time. So we made this arrangement to meet. Uh, Pennywell went, picked me up from, uh, from the headquarter church, which was not too far away. And then by 10.30, we were at the restaurant to meet him he, and picked him up from the restaurant. And we couldn't find any restaurant that was open. Applebee's was the only one. We ended up going to Applebee's. We sat down. I wasn't there for the food. I was there to connect with Srinath because it was so God. Think about it, right? We were sitting down. We were sitting down at a restaurant. And here is this guy that, like a magnet, that was just, just wanting to connect with us. And at 10.30, we are picking him up, and we go to this restaurant, we sit down, we have coffee, and we start having this conversation. I basically am doing a Bible study, not holding a Bible, but just giving him a Bible study and talking to him about Jesus. Folks, it was past 12 o'clock when the Applebee's was ready to close. So we got out, and by that time, Sri Nath had already teared, had already repented. There was no one in the restaurant. He had already given his life at the booth where we were sitting. I looked at Penn and I said, Penn, we need to baptize Srinath. Where can we go to baptize him? He said, every place is closed. It's past midnight. Then he picks up his phone, Penuel, and he calls his wife, Sharon. Sharon at that time has one baby. Now they have two. And, uh, and they are fast asleep. This is past 12 o'clock, 12, 12.30 or something. And he calls her, and, he, and this is the way he talks to her. He says, uh, he's got a name for her, and he, and he says, uh, get up now because uh, we are coming to baptize someone in the bathtub. <laughs> it, there was no choice. There was no choice given to her. It's like, get up now, uh, get dressed because we are bringing someone to get baptized in the bathtub. And by the time we got to the house, she, the baby was awake. She was all dressed up, ready for us. We walked in with Srinath. The water was already filled. Sharon had filled it up. And uh, it was so beautiful. Srinath went into the waters in the name of Jesus Christ. And, 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 and there is a picture, if you don't mind. 
If you don't mind, can you play that picture? Can you show that picture? That's Renat Velletti, March 20th, 2018. And this is a WhatsApp text that he sends me. Hey, Marshall, thanks for sharing your knowledge to me. It was very enlightening. You're, you really helped me to make the decision myself to follow Christ and cleansing into a new creation. That's going to happen to the names on your list. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. There's another picture. This is Rocky Crandall. Some of you would have met him. I know uh, Mayor Eddie joined us for a meal, and, and there were a few of us. In fact, we had, there were like about 20 of us that Wednesday night uh, that we went to at Zimba to have a meal. And, and, and Rocky and Sheila from Louisiana were traveling into uh, Tennessee, and they wanted to meet up with me. And I said, you know, it would be wonderful to, for you to meet up with all of our people that are here. So I went to each one of you all. I sent you all texts during the service saying, if you are free, come and join us at Zimba. And there were 20 of you all there. So some of you all had, math, had met Rocky and Sheila Crandall. I got to meet Rocky um, uh, a few years ago. And uh, he would travel from Lafayette which is about an hour and a half to Alexandria. And he traveled um, and he became very faithful to church, traveling one and a half hours one way on Sundays to come to church. And then from there, I said, you know what, Rocky, I would love, I would love to do a Bible study with you. But you live an hour and a half and I will not be able to do that because that's three hours of my time. Can we uh, get together through, uh, uh, through the computer? And, uh, and so, so, in fact, I checked with him. We did, he sent me a text just now. We did, I asked him, how long did we do our Skype Bible study? He said, over two and a half years. This was long even before COVID. We were sitting down in front of the computer Fridays at 10 o'clock. I would sit in my office and I would do this Bible study with uh, Rocky Crandall. I went to Malaysia to preach for a camp meeting in 2018 and I took Rocky with me and he preached with me. This is my Bible study student. In fact, he's watching right now too. I told him that I'll be talking about him. This one guy, I asked him last night, Rocky, how many have you baptized? And he gave me a whole list. I've got this list in my phone, all right? Uh, I baptized Sister Dorothy, my sister Dorothy. I baptized my other sister, Gina, and her two sons, my nephews, Thomas and Trent. I baptized my brother, Wendell, my brother-in-law, Daryl. I baptized Charlie, Hadassah, and I baptized several others which I cannot remember. This is one guy. One guy through Bible studies. There is a picture of him baptizing, I believe. Go ahead, if you don't mind, the next, the next picture. There you go. That's, uh, that's Rocky. Some of you would remember him. One person. And it just takes one person that will be able to do some major works. In your list of names, don't be surprised. You're going to have a Rocky Crandall that's going to surpass every expectation. You will have an Apostle Paul that's going to do some major works. Don't be surprised because God, you know what? I believe He will do this. He will do this, all right? So I share this with you just to let you, to give you a vision 
that we are in our Father's business. We are on a mandate. Each one of us, we've got to do this. Well, at least, at least for Project 500. Why? Because your pastor has this vision, and I would love to see your pastor's vision come to pass. Can I hear some amens and hallelujahs and some clapping? Because, because this is a vision casting session, all right? This is a vision casting session. In the Bible, Mark 16 verses 15, Jesus, before he ascends, he's found saying these words, Go ye into all of the world. This word go is not optional. It is a command. You've got to do this. Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. These are not my words. These are the words of Jesus Christ. So this is real. This is close to my heart. Why? Because every individual we meet, we have to be in a place where we're able to remind ourselves that there is, there is a place for people that are saved. Because I am saved. The people that I come in contact with, I feel that they too must be given the opportunity and the chance to be saved. Can I hear some amens and hallelujahs? Verse 17, in these signs is going to follow them that believe. Wow. That means I'm going to be casting out devils. I'm going to be speaking in new tongues. I'm going to be taking up serpents, and this is not literal serpents like some places do. We don't believe that. When you study the rabbinic commentaries of this, the word taking up of the serpents was handling the doctrines that are not correct. You'll be taking it up. And if you drink anything deadly by accident, obviously, you don't go drinking poison if you want to do that. You're putting yourself in jeopardy. It shall not harm them. And then the scripture says, and you shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. I believe that the day that you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you have these signs following you. This morning at 6 o'clock, we were here praying. Oh, by the way, plug in, all right? Every Wednesday is at 6. Me, Pastor Todd, Bishop, uh, a few others are here. And it's not only... For us, it's actually for all of us. So if you get to come at 6 o'clock, come and join us and pray. 6 to 7, we'll do a short devotion. And then, uh, and then, we, and then we, we, we can go about our, our, our day. Um, and, and, and it's so amazing because today I felt such an anointing. And thank you for singing that song, Anointing, because it means a lot. Um, when you come to pray, there is an oil. And I, and I spoke about the oil that I felt. Uh, because every time when you come into the presence of God, the sanctuary or the house of God, you are going to feel this oil. In Matthew 28, 19, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. This word, teach all nations, some translation uses the word, make disciples. And how do you make them disciples of Jesus Christ? You baptize them in the name. And uh, in English, we lose this, and of course, this is not a lesson of the oneness of God. But in English, the, we use it as a language term, the name Jesus, the name 
of the Father, which is Jesus, the name. But when you go back into the Hebrew, and more, even though the New Testament was written in Greek, but in the Hebrew, the word uh, Hashem, the name, some of the rabbis don't even mention the name of God because in Judaism, you cannot mention the name of God. It's such a pure and holy name. And we are unworthy to call that name. So, so the name is already sufficient. To the Hebrew world, they will say, Hashem, the name. Why? Because there's only one God. The Jews only believe that Jehovah is God. And the name is sufficient because it is talking about the only one God. That one God made himself flesh. We know that he was Father. He is Father in the heavens. He is Son. He is the Spirit residing inside of us. And we know his name. All right? So Matthew 28, 19 is not a formula, but to tell us that we are to go and teach all nations, make disciples of all of them, and to baptize them into His name. All right? Luke 14, 23. There is a parable of the Great Supper. I have a lesson with more than 40, uh, what is that? 47 of the parables of Jesus Christ. Jesus spoke in parables. And this is one of the parables, the parable of the Great Supper, where, where food was prepared and people were invited to come. But somewhere along the way, upon inviting them to come to eat, every one of them had excuses not to come. So they didn't, they didn't come for that meal. They, they, they said, no, no, we're not coming for the meal. And the man that prepared, the landlord that prepared the meal, told his servants and said, you know what? Since all of these people have been invited and, and they are not coming and I've already prepared the food, do this. Go to the highways, and that's what you're seeing on your screen on uh, Luke 14, 23. Go out into the highways, into the hedges, and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. You know, the word compel, one man even used the word, if you need to knock someone unconscious and bring them to church, go ahead and bring them to church. That's how urgent it is. Because in the house of God, a lot of things good will happen. Of course, I'm not asking you to knock someone unconscious. It requires to win a soul. Wisdom. Wisdom. Proverbs 11.30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise. The sentence here is speaking of your life and the fruit that you are going to show. If you show good fruit, people are going to be attracted to your God. If you show good fruit, and, you, and if you are righteous, and if you are living for righteousness and living for justice, then God, God will use you to, to touch people's life. You will become a tree of life. Proverbs 18.24, you do not want to be a prune face. If you want to win someone, your, your, your lips cannot be, cannot be sunken down like a, like a sad face. You've got to have a smiley face if you want to win somebody. Let's try this, alright? Look at someone right now and do not show them a prune face, but show them a smiley face. Alright? A smile changes things. And, and, and Proverbs 18.24 says that a man that hath friends must, must show himself 
friendly. So some of us are, uh, you know what, we may, we may be very shy, but putting on a smile may not be very difficult to do. It is a practice. If it is not a lifestyle of yours, I would ask you to do it, all right? Because a smile attracts a lot of people. 1 Corinthians 9, 16 through 23. Listen to this. The gospel of the death, burial, resurrection is life-changing. It is life-changing not only here on this earth, but it brings people into the gates of heaven. And Paul, the great Paul himself, writes these words. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of because really it's not about me. Preaching the gospel is nothing about us. It's about Jesus and everything that he did and him crucified. But he writes, for necessity is laid upon me. Each one of us must realize that the gospel is not only preached behind the pulpit, it has to be preached in our lives in a daily basis. It's not seconded to the preacher or to the fivefold ministry of the prophets and pastors and, and apostles and teachers and evangelists. No, no, no. It is for each one of us. For necessity is laid upon me. And then he says these words, Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. And folks, let's understand the word preach, all right? Uh, what I'm doing right now is preaching. But when you're sitting down with someone in a restaurant, you will not have to present it the way I'm presenting it. But you can sit down with a smile on your face and you begin to share Jesus with them. Share your testimony with them. You know what you're doing? You're preaching Jesus. So in your mind, if you think preaching is just holding a microphone behind a, mic, behind a pulpit, it really isn't. It is only a very small portion. When, I, when me and Vani, when we got into the church, we were, we were baptized January 8, 1994. And, uh, and um, our personalities uh, were, were evident that we were able to, to, to attract people. I, I taught in a college, Vani taught in a college, and, uh, and we, were around, we were surrounded by students, and we were constantly in the, in the young mind mode. We were constantly connecting with people. So now in the church, there were so many connections. There were so many people coming to church because we had invited them. I remember um, as the years went by, I, I began to get my license. I began to start preaching and start traveling Malaysia. And then we started traveling. And I remember upon going back, because for five years from 1999 to the year 2004, we went back as missionaries to Malaysia six months of the year. And then six months of the year, we would come back to America and we would travel America. We've done more than 40 overstates. Well, I personally have. My wife has done more than 40 states. She, and she keeps traveling as much, far more than me. And we've seen America and we were doing that with Asia. We were going to different parts of Asia in our, in our ministerial works of six months. And then we went back to Malaysia. And I remember Pastor Sam one of the pastors in Malaysia because we went back and we would stay with him, preach with him, do Bible studies with him. And one day we were sitting down and he said this, you know, Brother Marshall, one thing I noticed about y'all, referring to me and Vani, he said, you have a pulpit ministry, no doubt, but yours is really not just the pulpit ministry. I said, yes, sir, it's not. Because 
from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I believe that's what my calling is. My calling is to meet people and connect with people and share Jesus with them. And then, if need be, on a Sunday, give me the microphone and I'll preach for you. But give me the Mondays through Saturdays where I can meet people and connect with them. And did that in Malaysia for years and years and years. And I'm doing it. I haven't stopped doing it. Meeting people, connecting with them. I assure you, we will be connecting with the names that you put down. Because by the time we're done in the next few minutes, we're going to be praying over these cards. I believe God is going to hear our prayer. There is nothing like someone that you have in your heart. Seeing them filled with the Holy Ghost. Seeing them baptized into the name of Jesus. The doors and the gates of heaven are open today. I feel this. I feel this so strongly. I've prayed over this. All right? So it requires wisdom. And understand this, that the gospel is a necessity. But listen to what Paul says in verses 17. If I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if I do it against my will, listen to this. A dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. In short, whether I like doing it or whether I don't, I have to realize that this is put upon me. For though I be free from all men, yet I have made myself a servant unto all. And listen to these words. And you will hear these words so many times from here on. That I might gain them all. Unto the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without the law, as without the law. That I may, and you see these words, gain them that are without the law. To the weak I became as weak, that I might gain the weak. Oh, wow. Paul, that would explain why you wrote 14 books of the New Testament. That's the reason why when I look at the back of my Bible, I see your missionary trips, and I begin to realize, wow, this fellow... With due respects, using the word fellow on a great man like Paul. This man was an amazing man who was sold out to the gospel of Jesus. Everyone that came in contact with him experienced Jesus. Listen to this. He goes on to say, I am made all things to all men. That I might by all means save I don't believe we'll be able to save everybody, but at least some. And this I do for the gospel's sake. So, so, here is this dispensation of the gospel. Here is this, this necessity that is put upon our hearts. And I'm just, I'm just thrusting burden right now upon each one of our hearts. Do not be ashamed of the gospel. Do not be ashamed. If, because what you have... You've been filled with the Holy Ghost. You've been filled with the Spirit of God. You have righteousness, peace, and joy. People out there are able to see it. You may not be able to see it because you live in it. But the people out there are able to see what you've got. And I'll tell you what. They want what you got. 
They want the Holy Ghost that is in you. They do not know what it is. They do not know how to decipher it. They just look at you and they're going, there's something about you. And I want to know what it is all about. I'll tell you what it is. It's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is an attraction to the world. This dispensation of the Holy Ghost is coming to a close. There's coming a, to a point in time when the Holy Ghost will not be here. This dispensation will come to a close. It will end. But while it's still alive and well, let's live strong in the Holy Ghost. And then let's pull people out from the fires of hell. Paul writes in Romans 1.16, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 9. Who is Timothy? Paul's prodigy. Who is Timothy? He became the pastor of the church in Ephesus. Paul invested in Timothy. Timothy then became the pastor of the church in Ephesus. Paul started the work in Ephesus and then he passed it down to Timothy. It's amazing. It's a beautiful, beautiful sight. I remember when we went to the island of Penang, Malaysia in the year 2004. And uh, long story, can stay there for days talking about it. Uh, in that three months, we baptized 30 people in the, in the sea, in the, in the condominium swimming pool where we were living in. We were baptizing people. Even at midnight, people were at 1.30 in the night knocking on my door with towels around their necks saying we want to get baptized. It is amazing what God did. It was a dispensation, a time, a window that was open for us. And I'm so glad that we were part of what happened. That young man that I baptized is now the pastor of the work in the church in Penang. So beautiful to see. We went, we went to New Zealand and a two-week trip ended up becoming five years uh, from the year 2004 to the year 2009. And... and me and my wife, we had to tear our ticket because we went for a holiday and the Holy Ghost said, if you would remain, I will build a church. Because where we were in West Auckland, there was no apostolic church. And God had just, he, he didn't force us. He just said, if you would answer this call, I would bless you. And folks, he blessed us beyond my ability to even explain it. And there is a church there, right now, a thriving church that is being pastored by the superintendent. He has become the superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church, New Zealand. It's amazing to see what God has done. And I'll tell you, Paul, telling Timothy these words, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance, that thou stir up the gift of God. Folks! You've got the Holy Ghost. It's the gift of God. And you've got to be full of it. You've got to be full of the Holy Ghost. Why? He says, stir up the gift which is in thee by remembering, by putting on the, of my hands. For God had not given us the spirit of fear, but He's given us power, love, and of sound mind. Verses 8, but thou, but not, or be not thou, Therefore, ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. So what you've got, I will tell you, you can begin to flaunt it. Don't be arrogant about it, but flaunt it. Let people see what you have in the Holy Ghost. You have 
something called a ministry of multiplication. When Jesus started his ministry, the Bible records John, who was the forerunner to Jesus, had his disciples. The whole story of John the Baptist was to prepare for Jesus. Jesus came into the scene. Now John had to take steps back. And John knew he had to do that. So as he began to take steps back, his disciples, listen to what happened, all right? And again, he entered into Capernaum. And after some days, as it was noise that he was in the house. No, 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 where am I? Where am I? John, sorry, John 135. Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, behold, the Lamb of God, referring to Christ. And the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. In other translations, it says they followed John no more. 40. One of the two which heard John speak followed him. His name was Andrew. Listen to this. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. 41. He first finds his own brother. That's what he did. As soon as he felt the call to follow Jesus, he went straight to Simon Peter and he said these words. We have found the Messiah who's being interpreted the Christ. And Andrew, listen to this, in verses 42, brought him to Jesus. That's what we're going to be doing. Because the names in here, we're going to be bringing them to Jesus. And then in verses 43, the day following Jesus would go forth from, into Galilee and he finds Philip. Listen to this. And he said unto him, follow me. So Philip follows him. But 45, Philip finds Nathaniel. This is a ministry of multiplication. Why? Because on your phone, you have contacts of people that would listen to you, would follow after you. They would buy into what you are saying. Because Nathaniel believed Philip. And oh, that wonderful day when Nathaniel experienced Jesus simply because of Philip. Simon Peter, the one that preached on the day of Pentecost, the one that had the key to the salvation of this world through the Holy Ghost. He was the one who unlocked the keys from, from, from Jerusalem to Samaria to the uttermost parts of the earth. Do you know what? Had it not been for Andrew, there would be no Simon Peter. Andrew was the one that first finds his own brother and brought him to Jesus. So you have people. You have people. Do not be afraid. I will help you. With everything I've got, I will help you. Mark 2 verses 1 and 5. You know what? Let's do this. Let's do this. I need four strong men to carry me. Come on. Can we have volunteers? Four strong men. Come on, four strong men. Can you stand up here? Oh, look at these strong men. Come on, let's give them a hand as they come out. That's awesome. That's two. We need two more. We need two more. Two more strong men. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. I need one more. I need one more. One more strong man. In Mark 2 verses 1 and 5. Jesus go to Capernaum and it was noise that he was in the house. 
Thank you. I need one more man. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Pastor Benji, you've got the muscles. I'm going to rely on you, bro. Because if I fall, it's not going to be looking good on you. All right, listen to this, okay? So, and straight away, when they heard that Jesus was there in that house, many were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as even about to the door. And he preached the word unto them. And the Bible records in verses 3, and they, listen to the word they, all right? Because you're going to hear this several times right now. They came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, meaning he was paralyzed, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him, referring to Jesus, for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. So picture the scene, all right? Jesus is teaching, and all of a sudden, stuff that is falling down from the ceiling because there are people that are trying to get into the room from the ceiling. So I don't think Jesus could have continued teaching when things are dropping on you, on the people. So he stops. I can assume him doing that. All right? And listen to verses 5. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And if you go on reading the verses, I will also heal you. The thing that got Jesus' attraction were these four men that were not willing to let the press stop them from experiencing a healing for someone that they care. So this is what we're going to do, all right? This is what we're going to do. around this building, all right? Folks, can you stand to your feet? Let us pray, all right? But I want you to see what's happening, okay? Go ahead, someone take my legs. I'm just going to trust you that you will not drop me. Okay, let's do it. Oh, take me to Jesus. Take me to Jesus. Because I cannot go to him. I can't walk towards him. I'm lame. I'm paralyzed. But one thing I know the four of you are strong enough to take me to Jesus. Take me to him. Because I know that upon me getting to his presence, he's going to bring a healing into me. He's going to restore me. Just don't drop me, guys. Just don't drop me. <laughs> oh, come on, folks. This is you, the four men that are going to be taking people out from your homes, from your workplace. You're going to bring them to Jesus. And what's going to happen, the lame man is going to receive not only sins being forgiven, but they're going to experience healing in the name of Jesus. How many of you believe this? Would you like to pray right now? Go ahead and lift up your hands. Trust the Lord because God wants to use you. He wants to use you. Why? The lame are going to receive healing. The blind are going to begin to see. Those that are depressed and thinking of suicide are not going to think of suicide anymore. Why? Because God is going to use you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take me to Jesus. That's what they're saying. Hallelujah. Thank you. You can put me down, my brother. 
<laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can we give God praise? Can we just give him praise? You see, that they can't get to salvation on their own. They can't get to salvation on their own. They are relying on you. And they don't even realize that they're relying on you. You have the key and the answer. When Jesus saw their faith, And you know what? I'm in page two. I've got right up to page five. And I'll bring it to a close right now, right? Since we're all standing. Each one of us have been called to reach people. I, I believe the vision that the, that the Lord gave your pastor is to really help you into evangelism. Listen to me, all right? God gave your pastor the vision so that you will become mobilized into evangelism. So yeah, we're using the word Project 500. In short, we're trying to get 500 into the building. But you've heard us say this. It's not about numbers. It's really about mobilizing you into evangelism. How many of you? How many of you have got three names on your card already? All right? I'm going to give you a few more minutes, okay? Go ahead, take the pen. If you don't have a pen, we have pens for you. Go ahead and go through your phone. Don't worry, we can do that today, all right? I'm going to slow it down. And then you go through your contacts. And God's going to put a name with a phone number and put it on your card. And then come to the altar. Let's do this right now, all right? For those that have your card and you've, you have your names on your card, would you like to come to the altar? For those that have it, just come to the altar. Because we want to pray for your names on your card. Notice, nobody forced you to put the names. You went through your contact list. And I'll tell you what, it was God in the mix doing all of this. And, and a name came to you in your mind. And I'll tell you what, it was not what you were trying to do. It was what God is trying to do for that person. And you are just merely a conduit. A vessel that God is using so that you would be, we'll be able to reach them. We will reach them. We will reach them. Stay in the altar if you don't mind because we want to pray. We want to pray. Come on. I would invite all of y'all to come with your cards. If you don't have three names and you have only one, go ahead and put one. If you have only two, go ahead and put two. If you have more than three, then come and get more cards. Because we will reach them. You are going to be used. When I was in Memphis, during the weekdays, I would sit down in the church office and hear either Nicole would do it or I would do it. I would call you or text you and connect with you and say, hey, let's meet. And then we will meet first before and we, and we will talk about the names on your card. And then we will make the phone calls when we meet. And then we'll start making those connections. We'll look into my calendar when we are free to meet. And next thing you know, we'll be sitting down and talking to them, having coffee, possibly even going out to eat, fellowshipping with them. And you're going to see one name after the other going into the waters in Jesus' name. More than you wanting them to be saved, it is God who wants them saved. Hallelujah. Can we pray? Can we pray?
if you have your card, you want to put your names, by all means come and put it, put it onto this basket because we want to pray. All those that are here right now, go ahead and lift up your hands. Lift up your hands in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.